Welcome to the Lively Living with Lupus podcast. I am your host, Lydia Romero Johnson, holistic health coach and registered nurse. So glad that you're here. So today is day five of Lupus Awareness Month. This is May 2020, and it is Lupus Awareness Month and a bunch of other things. Awareness Month, too, in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Um, but in any case, I'm fired up to share awareness um, and info and education and support and insight and a combination of things along the way for this month. So I'm glad that you're here. Please share this with someone who has lupus um, or is curious to learn more about lupus. All right. Okay. So something that's been speaking to me today is um, kind of some of the presentation of, of lupus. So, um, I mentioned a couple episodes before, um, our 13 year old son right now is having some testing done and we'll be having an appointment with a rheumatologist. He had, um, he's been having some symptoms that have popped up that are strange and different for him. Um, and he had some blood work done with that that, um, led to an antibody coming up and the antibody that came up positive on the lab results was something that points towards lupus. Um, and so now I'm, you know, kind of going through my head with all the different things that he's presented with throughout his life and where things are now and all of that. So it kind of, of course, it brought up some concern, brought up memories of my own journey, getting diagnosed with lupus, um, because I had symptoms as a child and it was, um, you know, frustrating bouncing around with having this one thing, but not other things that fit so-called criteria and, and all. And again, my hope is that he does not have this. Um, that's not what we want at all, but I definitely want to make sure, you know, that if it is something he has, we are clear, just want clarity, um, to be able to kind of move forward. So we're not navigating in a situation that, you know, we don't really know what the heck is going on. Um, I know for me, it was years of frustration with trying to get a firm diagnosis and again, having my suspicions. And then it was many years later getting a diagnosis. And, and although you don't want to hear you have something, um, sometimes, you know, again, having that clarity, a lot of the times having the clarity is really helpful because then it helps you know how to navigate, you know, you learn more and if you can get to a place of acceptance and, and more empowerment and um, just navigate your diagnosis in a way that is most beneficial to your health and your life. Because I'm all about lively living with lupus, right? So, you know, my thing is, living my best, happiest, healthiest life that I can, um, with lupus. And yes, of course, a cure would be amazing. Want it for myself, want it for everybody, but we're not there yet. And so as we're on this process, still want to be able to thrive and live, um, my best life. And I want the same for you guys as well. And of course, if this is something that my son has, you know, definitely want that for him, right? All right. So what was coming up was just kind of some of the criteria. So I'm hopping on Lupus Research Alliance. So that's lupus research, uh, lupusresearch.org. And you can go to um, section on here, 11 criteria of lupus in the diagnosis area. 
And so I'm just going to read to you what it says here. So it says at least four of the 11 criteria of lupus from the American College of Rheumatology are usually present for lupus to be diagnosed. So one is the malar rash, a butterfly-shaped rash across cheeks and nose. So that's something that lupus is well known for. So people see a, a rash on someone's face, on the cheek area. That's kind of usually where they... They go. Um, I'll say for me, I never had that butterfly presentation on my face. Um, every now and then I've had like a little tiny redden area patch. Um, but my rashes were more all over my body in different weird areas. Well, not weird areas, arms, legs, whatever, but kind of weird shapes. Mostly roundish, but sometimes not roundish. Anyway, um, but red in and then, you know, it's kind of with skin stuff. Is that eczema? Is that psoriasis? Is that this? Is that that? What, you know, all of those things. Um, but yeah, mine was more actually number two. So number two on this criteria here is skin rash, raised red patches. So that's kind of more how my presentation is. Um, and my son is presenting right now with these skin rashes, red patches, you know, um, things like that. So, all right. So number three, uh, photosensitivity, um, unusually strong reaction to sunlight causing a rash or flare. So this one right here, oh my gosh. So at a young age for me, and I, again, I've mentioned before is a spectrum of lupus from mild to really severe symptoms and reactions and presentations and all those different things. Um, I did totally tune into the fact that I was sensitive to the sun at a young age. And so for me, it was not only the level of exhaustion that would kick in in certain times of being out in the sun. And I mean like this lethargy, like extreme fatigue, life, soul drained out your body kind of fatigue that I would have at times more so when I was younger before I turned things around with lifestyle. Um, but also I would complain about my eyes so much. So just you know, sometimes I would have to walk outside, like going from the house to the car and close my eyes and just had such a sensitivity to, um, to the sun. So again, that's something, um, to, uh, be aware of with lupus and they, the recommendation is cover up. So I'm like summertime hat and glasses and as many things as I can cover up with. Cause I definitely, you know, more recently, actually this past summer, I hadn't really felt it as much, but this past summer I could feel a little bit of the kind of drain feel, but nothing like when I was a child. Um, but I could just feel a little bit. And again, who wants to be like laid up drained, um, not being able to live their best life, right? So if we could prevent it, taking those steps to be um, cautious and and protect yourself. All right, next one is mouth or nose ulcers, usually painless. Number five is neurosis, arthritis, inflammation in two or more joints. So definitely had um, joint involvement through many areas of my body from toes to ankles to knees to um, elbows to fingers. Um, What else? And, you know, one point with some x-rays or something I had a while back, again, I mentioned degenerative disc issues in the past. I've been told arthritis in my back, all kinds of things. Um, all right. Number seven, neurologic disorder, seizures and or psychosis. Uh, can't say I've had any of that, thankfully. Um, but I definitely feel that brain fog, you know, that's something you hear in the lupus community. 
I just recently was like, okay, do I need to get tested for ADD? So I'm not sure if it's an actual ADD thing. Is it a lupus thing? Is it a life thing? (laughs) Whatever it is. Um, But in any case, it's nothing in the seizure or psychosis space. But just to be aware, um, the thing about lupus, especially SLE, systemic lupus, erythematomus, thomus, thomus, I can never say right. Um, It's uh, all systems um, have the opportunity to be involved. Uh, Okay, number eight, kidney disorder, Um, increased protein or clumps of red cells in urine. So um, kidneys, one thing when you think of at least, you know, me and a lot of other people, you think of lupus, you kidney for the main organ to be involved, um, likely uh, more information on, you know, cardiac issues because of the inflammation and clotting issues and all those things, cardiac involvement, but kidneys is a big one. Um, but there has been a lot of advancements in treatment and and all, but I've definitely, um, I've met some people in the kind of interwebs and, you know, people I've talked to who have personally like had kidney involvement or, um, following some people who, you know, I've seen quite a bit of kidney transplants and right. Selena Gomez and, um, Nick Cannon has some kidney involvement. Um, so one of my concerns now, uh, with our son is the antibody that he did present for that, that leans towards lupus. It's kind of like if it is lupus, it actually tends to be something that has a higher percentage of um, kidney involvement. Um, but right now, I don't think anything's screaming to us in that sense, thankfully. Um, but yeah. Uh, number nine is blood disorder. Anemia caused by damaged red cells, low white cells, or low platelet count. So um, I want to say, like, I want to be like, yeah, I have this and I don't have this. It's kind of weird. So I have antiphospholipid syndrome, which means I am at a uh, high risk or my blood's at a tendency to clot. So I take a, um, I take a baby aspirin daily. Uh, when I was pregnant with my second son, I had to give myself heparin injections um, so that I wouldn't miscarry and the pregnancy would go well and all of those things. Um, so thankfully, I have not had a clot Um, but I do have, um, that antiphospholipid syndrome, I guess that falls under this category and low white blood cells is something that, um, I've had show up, um, many times and, you know, still trying to figure out the science on some of these things. I sometimes like to get in and kind of study some of this, but, um, yeah, there's some questions I have about the whole low white cells based on some lifestyle modifications I made. Any case, um, yeah, there's so much to learn. So there's not, you're not going to be bored with lupus in any way, shape or form. Um, so coping skills to learn it slowly, but surely I still have so much to learn and that's okay. Um, 10 immunological disorder when your immune system attacks healthy cells and 11 an, uh, anti-nuclear antibodies called ANA, positive blood tests not induced by drugs. So that is an antibody test that would be uh, present. It doesn't have to always be, but um, I have it. That was actually one of my first tests, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if one of the inflammation markers came back first or the ANA, but um, again, it took like different pieces of the puzzle before it finally all came together. But the ANA is something that when it comes up in people, especially if they're having something going on, they start investigating, looking further into different um, autoimmune 
um, diagnosis. But just because you have an A and A doesn't mean necessarily that you have one of those diagnoses. So anyway, so that's it. That's what I was called to just kind of share with you guys lupus awareness and just a little bit about um, diagnosis and the criteria. And again, it says at least four of the 11 criteria, you know, um, so I'm not sure again if it's over a whole lifetime, certain time frame. Um, now I, you know, you could look at these and be like, oh yeah, this, 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 this and this. Um, and of course, you know, again, things can change. So if you have any of those things going on or you had and any lab works that's been kind of weird, just, you know, I encourage people to definitely advocate for yourself. That is so, so, so important. Starting my journey, I was very, very passive. Um, now there's been a lot of growth um, in that space. So it's so important for you to learn on your own. Try not to overwhelm you, stress yourself out, but you need to learn and you need to know, you know, what things to question and talk about. Um, many times I make suggestions to my doc on things to either look at or or if we need to test something, or even of course now with my son, kind of, okay, let's, can we look at this? Can we look at that? Um, I heard this is helpful, you know, and again, from my own journey, okay, yeah, I have these things going on. Again, a cure would be great until there's a cure. I'm going to do everything, you know, what can I do lifestyle modifications to help myself? Cause I, I strongly believe in the value of a holistic approach, body, mind, spirit, um, being able to have all those things on board, coping skills, supports, all of them. All right. So again, this uh, resource was Lupus Research Alliance. Again, Lupus Research. I mean, the Lupus Foundation of America is another amazing resource. And, um, you know, you can always have a conversation with your PCP and then have them guide you to um, a rheumatologist if you're kind of in the beginning stages or trying to see if this is the case for you. The other thing I will say is do not be afraid to fire your rheumatologist. Um, I know that could be a whole nother episode. Um, but just in, you know, have a doctor that has a conversation. You feel like you're heard, like you can be validated. You guys talk. This is not just them dictating to you. This is your life, your health. You guys need to have a conversation have a good exchange and feel good about it. And, you know, you are paying them the insurance all that. Anyway, whatever, <laughs> you're a customer too. So just make sure that you feel good about your rheumatologist. Ask your friends if, if you're not uh, too excited about the one you have and you feel like you're missing something, then please ask around um, for that so you can go ahead and um, find the right fit for you, okay? I wish that for you because that makes a difference makes a difference i had to make a move when i changed my lifestyle and um i feel like i'm in a really good place with my rheumatologist now um okay that's it lively living with lupus in the kitchen is coming soon and what else what else what else yeah that's it for now all right you can check out lydiaromerojohnson.com if you want to learn more about my story and how I help people. I am offering free coaching sessions on Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, feel free to email me on the website if you are interested and I can get you a link for that. Okay. Take care. Have a beautiful day. Bye.